Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spirit-Led Hope. My name is Glenn Erickson, and in this episode, we're answering the question, how do we receive a prophetic word? In other words, what do we do if someone gives us a prophetic word? Before we get into that, I want to take a moment to thank those of you that have encouraged me to keep doing this podcast. When I started out, I had no idea how much work it is to keep producing a series like this. I really didn't even know much about podcasts, and I started really simply because I believed the Holy Spirit was asking me to do this for a season. But it's your kind words, and it's your helpful feedback that really have provided additional joy and a lot of satisfaction. Thank you so much. Okay, let's get back to our question. What do we do if someone gives us a prophetic word? The simplest answer I can give you is that you have three basic choices to begin with. Your first choice is that you can accept the prophetic word as accurate. If you do this, then there may be actions that follow. Uh, We'll talk more about that a bit later. Your second choice is that you can reject the prophetic word as something that's wrong and you discard it. And in that case, you just sort of move on with your life. The third choice is to, well, just kind of like sort of wait and see. Maybe you're not sure it's right. Maybe you're not sure if you should reject it. You just don't know. In a case like this, you set aside the prophetic word and pray about it. Over time, the Holy Spirit will help to either confirm the prophetic word or reject it, and then you go from there. So let's look at these three choices in more detail, starting with the accepting of the prophetic word as accurate. Hopefully, most of the prophetic words you get will be in this category, and you'll be able to quickly identify them as accurate. We saw in earlier episodes that the gift of prophecy helps encourage people and builds them up. One of the most common ways this works is that the prophetic word confirms what someone is already praying about or thinking about or understands through the reading of Scripture. Personally, I think most prophetic words will be confirming type words, but it's not a requirement. Remember, it's always up to the Holy Spirit to determine the content of the prophetic word. But the Holy Spirit is not trying to make things difficult for us. It's generally clarity that builds us up and encourages us. And remember, a prophetic word should be secondary to hearing God for ourselves. So that's another reason why I think most prophetic words will be the kind that confirm what we're already hearing. When I first started functioning in spiritual gifts, I experienced a wave of sadness and, well, kind of frustration, really. I And I was hard on myself because I felt like I had wasted years of my life in ignorance of spiritual gifts. And I felt like if only I would have recognized and come to know the Holy Spirit and what He does sooner, I could have helped so many more people. It was very unsettling to me, even though I knew from Scripture that God's plans for me take my past into account. I was thinking about this, and I was walking down the hall of our church when a woman stopped me, and I didn't know her very well, I just kind of knew her, and I certainly had not told her what I was thinking about. She looked at me and she said that she felt God had a message for me, and the message was that I wasn't to worry about my past, 
that I was right where God wanted me and that my past would turn out to be beneficial. Well, okay, that prophetic word exactly addressed where my thoughts were. So I had no doubts that this was from God. It was confirming what I knew, but I still wrestled with fully believing it. In other words, I accepted it as a genuine prophetic word meant to encourage me and build me up, but I still wrestled with applying it. Fortunately, the Holy Spirit knows just what we need. That same week, two more people that I didn't know came up to me and said essentially the same thing. I can be kind of dense, but after the third time, I was able to grasp that God had a plan for me and that I wasn't to despise my past. In fact, in earlier episodes where I taught on the fruit of the Spirit, those teachings came out of the time that I wrestled with legalism and was unaware of the gifts of the Spirit. God's used my past, just like that prophetic word said, and He'll do the same for you. God will take your past and use it to bless others as you yield to the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. When we receive a prophetic word that we accept as accurate, there may be some action that comes out of that. For example, let's say that in your personal times with God, you believe He's calling you to teach in the public school system. And then someone comes along and gives a prophetic word that serves as a confirmation. You know it's from God. Maybe the prophetic word even has a forward-looking component like, children will be blessed by your teaching. These types of forward-looking prophetic words are conditional. There is nothing to say they must come true. If you don't apply yourself, if you don't study, if you don't fulfill whatever requirements are necessary, you may never teach in a public school system. But you can be confident that if you do your part, the Holy Spirit will work with you and help you. Just be aware that some prophetic words encourage you and build you up so you can have confidence in taking the next steps. What if you're given a prophetic word and it's clearly wrong? First, how do you know it's wrong? Without question, we reject any word that does not line up with Scripture. Just like we don't give a prophetic word that contradicts Scripture, we don't receive one. Let's say someone says they have a prophetic word for you and then tells you that God does not care about you. There is no way that can be true because Scripture clearly says the opposite. That word should be rejected. Another reason for rejection is if the prophetic word is just riddled with verifiable errors. For example, maybe there are some words of knowledge mixed in with the prophecy that are just way off. I mean, if someone told me God showed them that I was, say, born in Antarctica, right, born and raised there, I would have to question everything they said. Even though we may reject the prophetic word, we want to be sensitive about automatically rejecting the giver of the prophetic word. Now, I'm not saying there are never times when we should distance ourselves from someone that's malicious or unsafe. I'm not saying that. But just because the prophetic word is off does not mean that the person giving it is malicious or flaky. The person may be stepping out in faith and trying their best to do what they think is right. The difficulty here is that people are not perfect and they can make mistakes. If I can tell someone cares for me 
and they're trying to be obedient to what they believe God is showing them, I just kind of like toss out the bad and pray about what's left. You know, sometimes it's appropriate to just kindly say, thank you, I'll think about it. You know, be gracious to the giver of the prophetic word, even though there are problems with it. As I talk about rejecting a prophetic word, there is an elephant in this episode. The thing we often don't like to talk about when we study spiritual gifts is that people can be hurt by them, especially the gift of prophecy. In the last episode, we discussed how a prophetic word is best given by faith, in love, with humility. Now, unfortunately, not everyone follows these principles, and prophetic words, even accurate ones, can be given in a hurtful manner. To make things worse, there are some that take advantage of people that want to hear God through a prophetic word. These are people that may use spiritual gifts for personal gain or recognition or power or you know, some other motivation. In extreme cases, these may be people that are fabricating prophetic words or their words could be inspired by something other than the Holy Spirit. You know, I recognize that someone listening to this podcast has been hurt because of a prophetic word that was either incorrect or incorrectly given. Bad prophetic words can be very damaging. There's this added spiritual weight to what's said, especially if it's given by someone in a leadership position. If you've been hurt in this way, I am so sorry. That should never have happened. My hope is that if you still feel pain in this area, that healing from that wound begins now. So in preparing for this podcast, I felt the weight of that hurt. And I've been praying for you. Even though I may not know you, the Holy Spirit does. And I trust that you will become aware of the Holy Spirit working in you to heal you and give you freedom. If you need to forgive someone, I encourage you to do it. Yes, they don't deserve it, but I encourage you to do it anyway. That's the heart of God. And I also trust that if you have words that keep replaying in your mind, that today they begin to diminish and that you'll enter really a new season of joy and faith in God. That's how I've been praying for you as I've prepared this podcast. Now, on the flip side, I know that some listening to this podcast may be the ones that gave a damaging prophetic word. And it could have been intentional or unintentional. If I'm speaking about you and the Holy Spirit is bringing conviction, I encourage you to repent so that you're free to move forward in a safe and healthy way. Ask God to show you if there are any additional actions you need to take to help bring healing to others. Finally, what do we do when we cannot tell if the prophetic word is accurate or not? This is what often happens when it's not a confirming word. If we can't outright reject it, then it's possible that God is speaking something to us as a means of preparation, to prepare us for something. In that case, it's helpful to let the word rest a bit. If possible, I encourage you to you know, write these words down or record them in some way. And as time goes on, pray about them and see what God shows you. Eventually, you will have peace 
and know what to do with them. Sometimes words like this get you started in a direction you had never thought about. Or you may find that they have much more meaning later in your life. I was given a prophetic word in 1998, so that's over 20 years ago, and it has more meaning to me now than it did when I received it. And I've, I have it typed out on this, this piece of paper, it's all beat up now, because I read it occasionally, and it still encourages me. There's one more area I want to address before we finish this episode. I suspect that someone listening to this podcast may feel like they've never received a personal prophetic word. If you're that person, please do not feel like you've been left out or that there's something wrong with you, okay? The reality is that God speaks to each of us through others, but we often don't recognize it as a prophetic word because we have an image in our mind of what we think it's supposed to look like. I shared earlier about someone coming up to me and telling me that they had a message for me from God. Prophetic words don't need to look that way. In fact, often they should not look that way. Prophetic words are often spoken to us, well, through pastors, teachers, friends, strangers, spouses, or through podcasts. I pray a lot about what I'm supposed to say in this podcast. If there is something I say that resonates within you and builds you up, receive that as a prophetic word, as something the Holy Spirit wants you to know. I know I've already said this, but prophetic words through others are never meant to replace hearing God for ourselves. That's why the most uplifting prophetic words are often words confirming what we are hearing in our times with God. One thing that makes me sad is when I see people doing what we might call chasing after prophetic words. This is where people substitute their personal times of hearing God by attending you know, an ongoing stream of prophetic conferences or maybe services where prophetic people are speaking or praying over individuals. Let me be clear, there is nothing inherently wrong with these kinds of services. I am grateful for the people that have the giftings and callings to do these services. The danger is when we stop our personal times with God and try to live vicariously through others functioning in spiritual gifts. That's where the danger is. And I hope you understand what I'm trying to convey here. Every person listening to this podcast has the privilege of spending personal time with God and hearing Him through Scripture and the voice of the Holy Spirit. And we've talked about this in prior episodes. Let's be a people that have a vibrant relationship with God, but also recognize that God often does speak to us through others. But let's also remember that the gift of prophecy with that gift, the when and the how is determined by the Holy Spirit. When the time is right, the Holy Spirit will use others to speak to you. I am blessed to be in a local church with friends that love me and friends that hear God. I mean, there are times I need others to pray for me. No one is meant to do the Christian walk alone. And sometimes, not always, but sometimes during these times of prayer, the Holy Spirit may include some form 
of prophetic word or another spiritual gift. And the same thing happens when people come to me for prayer. I love praying for people because it is exciting to see what God does. Sometimes I pray in my own ability using natural wisdom and knowledge, or I just pray in obedience to Scripture. And sometimes, not always, the Holy Spirit steps in and does something through the gifts of the Spirit. When we are with others, we are positioned to either serve, be served, or both. I find it fascinating how the Holy Spirit blends His work with our own abilities. We get to be ourselves and do those things that are natural to us, and the Holy Spirit joins with the things He wants to do that only He can do. This combination of the natural and supernatural Man, that just gets me excited. It helps me realize how much God loves us, how much He wants to be with us, and how much He wants to help us. We have covered a lot of material in this podcast. Over the course of several episodes, we've looked now at the fruit and gifts of the Holy Spirit with an emphasis on the gift of prophecy. In the next episode, I think we're going to try and wrap up the gift of prophecy to prepare moving on to the gifts of tongues and the interpretation of tongues. But to be candid, I'm not quite sure yet what the next episode will be. I believe we may need to talk about what it means to be Spirit-filled and baptized in the Spirit. These topics naturally come up when we start speaking about the gift of tongues. Anyway, I have a few days to figure it out, and I look forward to our next episode together. And now as we end this episode, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Until next episode, take care.